Hi everybody, I'm Deacon Dave. And I'm Diamond Debbie. And I'm Layperson Lisa. Welcome to the Deacon, Deacon Dave, Dave and Layperson Lisa, Lisa show with uh, guest, special guest, Diamond Debbie. Yes. And yes, we are where? I am of that. Where are we at, ladies? In the pools of Bethesda. Bethesda. Next to St. Anne's Church, which is the birthplace of Mary. Right. And I'm really surprised that this place is not like crawling with people. You know, it's busy, but it's not like crazy busy like the Holy Sepulchre or Bethlehem. But with the devotion that, you know, we have to Mary in our Catholic faith, I kind of thought there would be more people. Maybe just because it's late in the afternoon. What do you all Well, think? there's a second site we passed that uh, was a church, another church that said it was the birthplace of um, Mary. So, so there, maybe it's split. Right. Depending on your religion. So and the acoustics here are amazing inside mm -hmm. the church. So we sang Hail Mary. Um, or gentlewoman, yes, uh, in the church. Monsignor led us in that again, and that was really quite beautiful um, to be able to do that in the church. And uh, what did y'all think about this site, ladies? What what was the what happened? What was the miracle here that happened in the pool? The paralytic. Jesus who's been there for mm -hmm. like twenty five or thirty eight years. I don't remember. Thirty eight um, years. 38 Is this the years. one where the water would bubble up? Mm -hmm. Yes. Ah, yes. he would, he could never get in there because, fast enough because right. the first person to touch the water, right, would be right. healed. Would be, be the healed. one that was right. healed. And then Jesus came along mm -hmm. and, and said, grab your um, mat and get up and walk. And that's what he did. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we need to do the same thing. It's yes. easy for us to get down on ourselves, um, to isolate, right? And to not want to deal with the things of life that we need to deal with. And Jesus is telling us to pick up our mat and walk and continue to live in joy because we have eternal hope in his son. What other things kind of touched y'all about this site, ladies? Well, I thought that, you know, the man showed a whole lot of faith because he did, he attempted to do something he couldn't do before. And that's what kind of we're learning through the healing prayer is that we ask people to step out in faith and do something they couldn't do before. So I thought the paralytic was a great example of that. What about you, Debbie? Oh gosh, caught me on the spot. Um, I, what hits me is that uh, Mary was born here. Mary is, um, I have a special um, connection and devotion to Mary and it's very uh, spiritual to me to be in the place that she was born. Yeah we actually have a Saint Anne with Mary statue mm -hmm. at the retreat center so as you walk into our um, chapel area and you look to the back right hand corner as you walk in you will see a picture of Mary as a little girl mm -hmm. right along with Saint Anne. So uh, a picture, a sculpture. I mean a sculpture uh, exactly like Lisa statue. said a statue of that and so what about what about Joachim? Not not a whole lot being said here about Joachim? Nope. He, no. uh, I think he was a priest. Okay. But that's all I know about him. Yes, us poor guys were always getting left out of these things, except for Jesus, of course. He <laughs> gets included in everything else. So these pools are really huge, aren't they? Yes. yes. They are like uh, the one that Very I looked deep. at. Very deep. Yeah, like 30 by 60 meters or something crazy like that. So that's like 180 by um, 250 feet. There, yeah, 200 feet, and I, I mean. took the, some steps like way, way down, and it's like huge. Yeah, so like 100 by 200 feet, just to give you some perspective, which is absolutely insane how, how big that is. But I wonder how far away he was from the water um, mm. to where he, and you can imagine how many people were here, right, right waiting to touch that water to be healed. So, yeah, that's another thing I was thinking about, all the people who would just come here to be healed. Well, look, here's AJ, everybody. Right. She's coming into our podcast. Here comes AJ. Hi, AJ. AJ from so, the Grace and Suffering Podcast. Right, joining us. Come on in a little bit, AJ. So, AJ, what are you? Uh, what are your thoughts on this site? I guess I should have prepared since I walked over here. Right. It's a lot. Okay. Um, 
the healing and just, I guess I'm a little taken aback about just how far they had to come to get down to the pool. Right. And now all of a sudden the, um, the degree of um, assistance that one would have needed to get down in there is um, even greater. And then as far as uh, St. Anne, um, that's kind of who it all started with in a way. Um, yeah. If it weren't for St. Anne and Joachim, there wouldn't be Mary and therefore Jesus. So. Right. And I think a lot of people sometimes get confused with the Immaculate Conception, right? And they think about Jesus. But really it was Mary that was immaculately conceived, conceived right? And so that was the plan all along that she would be immaculately conceived without sin so that she could be the perfect um, tabernacle, if you will, um, to carry Jesus um, in her womb. And in fact, the church didn't make that an official teaching until I think it was 1854. If I'm it was relatively correctly. recent. Yeah, so in the last less than 200 years, the church has, I forget has, what Pope declared yeah, it. has made that. But it, yeah, and here's the thing about that, okay? The church has always believed, okay, that Mary was immaculately conceived. It just never needed to clarify or put that in writing. Doctrine. Right. And so I guess when people start to question things, then the church puts it in official writing. So that's why you see the Nicene Creed, which comes from the Apostles' Creed. So you have all of these things where there's further clarification as to, um, to what we believe and have always believed. In fact, I was talking to Monsignor today uh, as we were leaving the Garden of Gethsemane. Which, which we have to talk about on another podcast. Right, which we were going to do a podcast, but Lisa was in deep, deep prayer. Deep prayer. Yeah. And so I dare not talk to her while she was doing that as I walked by. But Monsignor said tradition in the church is really important with a capital T mm. because we've passed down um, much of this, uh, our, our beliefs are by word of mouth. And so it's not just by scripture alone. Monsignor said it's not sola scriptura. Sorry, You're talking, I'm... so you should turn the camera. Oh, well, that's okay. I don't want to take it away. Y'all are much better looking than me. We also so... have the, the pigeons as the audience. Right. We do have pigeons <laughs> as an audience in case you want to see that as well. We have everything. But yeah, it's not just sola scriptura, but it's actually the fact that, that we have... Um, um, y'all are d distracting me. Sorry, I lost my thought. Um, sola scriptura. But, but the tradition that's been passed on by word of mouth for years and years, which is really very, very important. So any other thoughts from this beautiful location down here in the lower levels of, of the pools? I just think it's amazing to be at all these places where all these people were healed just throughout our pilgrimage so far. That's beautiful. Prayers for healing of those back home. Very nice, Debbie. Thankful and grateful. All right. I'm Deacon Dave. Lisa. We'll stand Diamond Debbie. And, and Diamond Debbie. And, and AJ. AJ. <laughs> awesome AJ. Our grace awesome and suffering AJ. Yes, AJ. Awesome AJ. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.